0: all these like people in the film pages who are posting these new podcasts where they're like talking about you know about, i don't know, film stuff that they can't be doing right now and yeah so it's yeah it's crazy everyone's doing this now
1: yeah there's a lot more podcast content now that's for sure um even people who have podcasts already are making new podcasts just for right now <laughs> exactly yeah like carly's been listening to a lot of uh, kumail uh, kumail nanjani and his wife started a oh. podcast emily gordon um just like specifically for right now the so, big yeah. sick podcast big sick pod yeah 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 it's pretty crazy i've been meaning to watch or listen to more of the uh tnt ones because i saw a clip the other day of chuck just roasting shack on something oh, i think yeah. it was because he was in the tiger king documentary so it Shaq was in the tiger
0: King documentary.
1: Yeah. He's like, he makes a little cameo in it and he says something about it. It sounds like he's talking about buying a tiger. He's like, I got two more tigers or something like that. That's pretty funny. So he got a lot of shit for buying tigers, but he had to like clarify that he was
0: framed as just like one of the dumb people. Yeah, exactly.
1: But really he, he said he, he clarified he was just giving money to the zoo um, uh-huh. And specifically for like so, two I'm tigers supporting like. animals.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: he's like, I love tigers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I see tigers all the time. <laughs> yeah. I played for the LSU Tigers. Yeah, he just, yeah, exactly. He talked about how much he loves big cats and stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, I that's like one of the best shows on TV. Is just TNT. anything, yeah, that, yeah, anything those guys do. It's just so yeah. funny. Uh, yeah, love Charles Barkley. I. I could watch him on any show, on any podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually uh, I actually subscribed to uh, to the Howard Stern show to Sirius XM Radio really? a couple days ago, which is um, something I've been meaning to do for like years. You know, I've always been mm-hmm. like, in a way, really into Howard Stern, but I've never actually like just listened to the his radio show live. I've always just watched clips on YouTube and just wherever I can find everything. And I actually just out of this uh, whole thing and just looking for new ways to change things up. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And so now I just, I spend like the first three hours of my day, like doing, you know, the mindless tasks that people don't want to do. And I have Howard Stern on the whole time. (laughs) And it's just like, it's really good. Just like mindless, like kind of blabber, you know
1: to start your day off too. I always love that sort of thing in the morning just I'll listen to a podcast where it's just people talking about anything just whatever yeah, yeah that's nice Howard Stern is so good at getting people to like be really personal and yeah uh, yeah just let loose yeah yeah he's the
0: best uh he's the best interviewer uh of all time for sure yeah
1: I'm guessing you saw his interview with Adam Sandler
0: uh, no, uh, but I, 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 no, I will though. Cause it's, I now have access to the full videos oh. of every interview of like the past six months. So I, it's on my list to check out. That's cool. Um, but like I've watched like a bunch from years ago. Cause that's how I got into them. It was like interviews with, um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld and like Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen's been on there like, like four, or five times, I swear <laughs> to God, and like every time, he just asks him like weed questions over and yeah. over again, and and it's like in a way, it's the same thing, but it's just like something that you just like you can't get enough <laughs> of it at the same time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there was some good. There's a good list of guests uh, um on there. Like I did listen to the Tom Brady full interview.
2: Oh, there's a wow. full
0: Tom Brady interview, and then I'm I'm like gonna probably finish the uh Paul McCartney one that I started today. Uh so yeah, like titans of their of their respected industry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and yeah, the Tom Brady one is like just pretty crazy <laughs> in, in general. I don't think anyone's probably interviewed Tom Brady uh for that long and uh that in depth before, so it was really cool. And since he's wow. leaving the Patriots and and uh all yeah. that stuff.
1: Was it recorded before or after he it was
0: recorded like last week,
1: so uh, so like maybe a little bit after he joined the Buccaneers. Oh,
0: definitely after, definitely after. Yeah. But um, I think wow. they like they dive into the decision in a way that um other media just wasn't able to, and stuff like that. And yeah, I, yeah. I feel like in comparison to traditional sports media, um you're going to get a lot more out of Tom Brady from Stern. So then, like, I yeah. think you'd like when something like that happens, there's a reaction from sports media where they now they analyze everything that Tom Brady said on the Stern show, you know, that he mm. normally doesn't say in the by-the-book uh, press conference interviews.
1: Yeah. So, Tom, what's it like to leave New England for the first time? Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. And be like, oh, yeah. you know, I want to thank my teammates, well, my yeah. coaches. Yeah.
0: And in a way, like, he, he still is like answering questions on Stern, um, uh, just like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. he, it's because, I don't know, it's just something about Stern and his, um, his relentlessness to just keep asking like anything he wants. And just the fact yeah. that you're in this different environment and you're on the stern show and you want to warm up to it, that eventually he'll just, he'll say things that you'll, you'll never hear. Like, I think he ends the interview. He yeah. ends the interview. He's like, I'm about to go work out with Giselle. He's like, I can't wait to see her in those tight pants. <laughs> cause, cause Howard's <laughs> just talking about how hot Giselle is like the whole interview. Uh, yeah, it's good. Good stuff. You could you could find yeah. that one on YouTube. You don't need to pay thirteen ninety nine a month like I am.
1: <laughs> that's cool though. Yeah, I feel like Tom Brady is one of those guys that's so big that nobody really knows what he's like. Yeah, I mean the he, there isn't a lot day, to what so. he
0: what he is in a way because he's just a he's just <laughs> an athlete. <laughs> so he's yeah. just like yeah, I work out pretty hard and football's a great team sport and <laughs> that's really all it is but you know you're just because he is so prolific on the field you're just like oh my god <laughs> this man
1: and else yeah i also i think about guys like him and uh, like michael jordan who are just so big in regard as like one of the greatest in their sports and they might not be like the most interesting people to hear talk exactly or, like listen to but Someone like Charles Barkley, yeah, who's who definitely are, like a yeah. great player, but who are meant to be a broadcaster like, as well. Totally, yeah. yeah.
0: Like LeBron has that one show, uh, the Shop. I don't know if you've ever checked it out. Yeah,
1: I've, I've seen like trailers or clips. For well, yeah,
0: yeah, and when you watch it, you're just like, you're like, okay, this is why athletes shouldn't have like host talk shows <laughs> because they're not meant to. Uh like it's it, it's yeah. it's cool in a way um because he has like anyone he wants on there uh cuz mm-hmm. he's LeBron James and yeah th- it's kind of a cool room they're all just getting their hair cut and stuff um but like one like one episode it had this is like uh legit the lineup it was um <laughs> it was like Travis Scott, Seth Rogen, Don Cheadle Jimmy Iovine of Interscope Records. Um, There was one NBA player. I think it was like Javonzo Ball (laughs) was in there too. It's just like, and and there's more. I'm like missing them. Um, Yeah. And and so like that's the lineup. That's the lineup. And so they're all just like it's just kind of a random group together, and it's like LeBron and Maverick Carter Carter like moderating the the conversations so it just kind of feels very uh very forced and uh and weird um and i will say that and i'll say um maverick it's just maverick carter moderating lebron doesn't even try to moderate (laughs) the car he just sits there on this (laughs) like high chair and just like chills and they and you know just looks like lebron and
1: that's all all he does yeah wow yeah i can see that I've been, I've been interested in checking that out, but at the same time, I, yeah,
0: it's just a weird, know. it's a weird thing. What What is there it, to it's gain? It's a weird, yeah, I didn't really, uh, I didn't necessarily gain anything, but I, I will say I did jump yeah. into a weird, a weird unprecedented thing.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> almost might be more fun as just a YouTube show.
0: Yeah. It's an HBO show. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, should we get into what we've been, uh, yeah. watching? This past week? Yes. I feel like I go in uh, like waves. Like one week, I'll watch a ton. And the next week, I won't watch that much. Yeah, there's no, there's no yeah, middle this, ground. Is this either.
0: the week where you didn't watch a lot?
1: Yeah, this is the one. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what it was. The, the week before, though, I watched so much. <laughs> well, I'm a little uh, uh Like I'm one a and a half movies out. per day. <laughs>
0: um, I feel very burnt out after watching uh, Clute today. Um, on movies Mm -hmm. so i'm probably gonna take like a day or two off and then get back to it and maybe my next week won't be as big but yeah i definitely watched a lot of movies this week
1: yeah well do you want to start with uh clute since that's the most definitely definitely recent one uh
0: better known as uh klein (laughs) klein yes
1: yes when Trying to decide what to watch for this week.
0: Could have sworn like you said Klein what? when we were on the when we were uh, <laughs> talking, but yeah, either way yeah you probably did say Clute, and it was just after a long night.
1: Yeah, this was one I'd actually heard a lot about on the internet because oh. <laughs> it was recently released on Criterion, I think you know, maybe four or five months ago. And I remember that was really when I discovered the Criterion subreddit. And I was going through that. And Uh everyone was talking about Clute for so long There's so many inside jokes about Clute. Really? It's like, okay, what's this about? And I look it up and it's got Donald Sutherland, Jane Fonda. And just reading about it, it sounded interesting to me. So once I saw it, I was on the Criterion channel. Wanted to check it out. Uh, And apparently it was part of Pakula's... Alan Bakula's, like paranoid trilogy. Well, they're oh, not really? movies. They're not mm-hmm. movies tied together, but he made three movies that were all sort of um the theme, the overarching theme was paranoia with all of right. them. Right. And it was all the president's men, Clute, maybe Sophie's Choice, maybe something else. I haven't seen Sophie's Choice, but uh there could be a lot of paranoia in it. So <laughs> uh <laughs> um but yeah i would say it's definitely a film that made me feel a little paranoid at times and you could see that through jane fonda who always sort of felt like she was being watched she's this Mm -hmm. call girl who's being investigated by the disappearance of one of her past clients um yeah there's a lot of intense scenes i thought with uh yeah um you know between donald sutherland and uh and Jane Fonda and him sort of comforting her through it, while her also taking advantage of him in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, overall, I thought it was a really good thriller and um, definitely kept me interested. I almost thought, not to jump like too far ahead, but the, the ending wasn't as strong for me as I hoped it would be um, with all the tension yeah. building up. But still overall, uh really, uh, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, ends ends pretty quickly.
1: Yes, very abruptly. With that final shot in the apartment. Yeah,
0: but yeah, this movie has a lot of uh, the strengths uh, that we're used to of movies in the seventies. Like I think on like first shot, I was like, I was like, oh, nice, yes, this is a seventies movie. I re- <laughs> I remember because <laughs> it just looks really cool and and gritty and just yeah you um know, just very artsy t- and a- as well and um mm-hmm. it kind of like takes inspiration from say like mysteries in the you know from classic hollywood but yet like adds a whole nother um dimension to it through just like being a very uh dark character study of a um of a call girl which is something that they wouldn't have done in the in the thirties or forties. Um, and, mm. uh, I, is actually my introduction to, uh, surprisingly to, uh, Jane Fonda. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure I was like looking through her films while watching this. And I was like, I was like, no way. I haven't seen one Jane Fonda film <laughs> like all the times I've watched movies and yeah, this is the first one. <laughs> and I feel like it's gotta be a, um, uh, just a very an essential Jane Fonda in a way, because uh, she is yeah. just really good in it.
1: Yeah, she's really strong in like this standout here. I thought since it's called Clute, Donald Sutherland's character is Clute. Um, that it was gonna have much more to do with him and his, um, I guess, relation to the mm-hmm. the man who disappeared. Right. Um, when really it didn't have much. Uh, to do with him at all it was really a lot about um jane fonda and then who we find out the uh the killer the culprit um ends up being um but i thought there were some really interesting themes with like the the call girl uh as well as sort of the businessman who um doesn't really want to take responsibility for his actions and will do yeah. anything he can just to uphold his image. I like during that final
0: scene, how he's like, he kind of like sees through her whole thing, which is like, like how she, what she establishes at the beginning of the movie, how like everything she does is um it's like an act. Yeah. And he kind of mm-hmm. like, you know you could tell this guy's you know he's a piece of shit businessman he's been and he's smart he's been around enough call girls to know her game and this is like <laughs> yeah you know clearly a he's he's desperate as well and i just yeah i really felt that towards the end and, and 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 he's like breaking down and he gets her to really finally break down and drop the guard uh she's had the whole film uh yeah yeah really good stuff yeah
1: yeah yeah i really enjoyed it and i think this is also my first jane fonda film i just took a a quick scroll through her filmography and i yeah i was surprised because she's such a household she's like a
0: legendary actress and
1: everyone knows of jane fonda yeah but uh yeah looking at her filmography like I i feel like she wasn't in that many like really big movies um yeah but, yeah, that's Clute. I'd say one
0: more thing before we move on from Clute is that the DP of Clute, uh, he did Annie Hall, Manhattan, and The Godfather oh. Part 1 and 2. So he's, pr- well, good he's pretty good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we we'll, yeah. we can leave it at that. Nice. Yeah, that's a good note to end on. Um, all right. Yeah, do you want to go with uh, something else that you've watched yeah. Past what week. should I let me see here. All right, I will
0: start off with a little a rewatch of three movies. Three? Movies. Actually, wow. a rewatch of two movies and then a a, wa- a watch of w- a one new movie. Oh. You'll see where I'm going with this. Three and Af- one. Yeah, after I just mentioned the first movie, you'll know exactly what I'm doing here. Uh, so I rewatched on Friday um, one of my favorite childhood movies. It was just like one of the ones like I watched more than any as a kid. I was obsessed <laughs> with this movie. Uh, I watched Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Um, Yar. It was one of the first times I've. Yeah, Yar is right. Uh, it was one of the first times I've watched it in years. And um, so it's like so much... Uh, it's almost too much nostalgia um, to watch objectively, I would say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally see that. It's 100% mm-hmm.
0: just like beaming with just memories of watching as a kid and uh, what I used to think of this scene. And um, the score just gives me like goosebumps
1: one of the best yeah Yeah.
0: it's such a good score one of the best um and and the movie's like the movie just really it just does hold up so well and it's um it's just such a great i i'm not one who usually is um on here uh commending what disney does but this (laughs) is one of their like home run blockbusters for me Mm -hmm. um where they just nailed it you know it's a movie based mm. off a ride
1: but the f- a pretty like tame ride too yeah yeah right like
0: a st- kind of a stupid ride <laughs> yeah, you could you almost go say. so
1: slowly through all these like pirates. yeah right which is most things. of their most yeah. of their
0: which is most of the rides except usually it is the other way around it is usually uh it's usually based off of off of a film right
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um <laughs> But the, yeah, so the, but this one like you could tell um through this entire uh trilogy that the people who were making this clearly just had a passion for pirates and just pirate <laughs> stories and just um had a and they were they weren't like improvising, they were they had a plan on what they wanted this to be and um you know, obviously they had all the funding that they needed for it um they got there's just great set pieces throughout this movie and every person who every person they casted is just so perfect in their role um mm. orlando bloom almost feels like a, out of a storybook in a pirate movie there's like the <laughs> hunky guy who with a, a ponytail uh who, who's got who's uh saving the attractive woman uh and Kieran knightley the attractive woman (laughs) is um (laughs) awesome in uh all of these movies uh and um as as well as of course of course johnny depp who i will dive into johnny depp a little more he's uh he's very strange (laughs) in all of these movies it (laughs) is such a weird performance um Because now I know what real, regular Johnny Depp is. Um, And I didn't know as a kid what Johnny Depp really was. Because my introduction Mm -hmm. to Johnny Depp was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow, yeah. And his version of Willy Wonka. (laughs) Which is a weird introduction to Johnny Depp. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So now that I've seen... um, now that I've seen Blow, now that I've seen like What's Eating Gilbert Grape, stuff like that, I can a- I can actually like look at this and realize how strange his performance is as Jack Sparrow, but yet how good and why I liked it and why it's just so entertaining. Because yeah. he always seems... Every pirate in this seems drunk, I would say, but mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow's seems like he's on t- something totally different. <laughs> and he's always running around with the arms flailing. Yeah. Um, and, you can, and you always know it's him. <laughs> um, so, and I watched all three of the movies. I don't know if you could tell that yet, but I watched all yes, three. Yes,
1: that's what I figured. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because I keep saying all of these movies um, and I'm kind of reviewing them as a whole. But, um,
1: but it's, they, so the first three were with Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley, but then I think they have four and five weren't, I've only seen the first, I can't remember which I've seen of the second or third and then the very last one.
0: So that was similar to me because I knew the black, you know, I knew the black Pearl one just so well. It was one of my favorite movies. And I remember hating Dead Man's Chest, which is the second one as a kid, I just like hated it. I think it. I've
1: seen that. I one, hated
0: too, it yeah. for some reason and then I just <laughs> like never saw the third one. Um so I rewatched Dead Man's Chest after, you know, just being blown away by The Black Pearl. <laughs> and I you know, I I just like kind of I didn't really understand why I hated it as a kid. I think it was just like expectations cuz um yeah. it's a very different movie. It's not like as a um, it's not as a nicely conjoined story as uh, Curse of the Black Pearl, um, but mm-hmm. they do a lot of things to make it a really fun movie. Like there are these, there are so many set pieces and um, that are just memorable. Like there's like when they go to this island with all these natives there's all this like stuff reminiscent of like buster keaton and charlie chaplin and stuff where they're just kind of they kind of go into this like cage of like bones and then they're like and they're like running in it like hamsters away from these natives and just kind of rolling around and falling off cliffs and stuff it's just so much fun um Mm. and, and they're and they're constantly fighting uh Davy Jones is uh, like monster who has like tentacles that comes out of the water and yeah, and it, it, yeah it just feels it just feels very uh, like a classical pirate tale in a way, and it it really just comes to life well. Uh, the special effects are great. Yeah, um, so that's Dead Man's say, Chest.
1: Yeah, I. I remember seeing on Letterbox that you and Jake were rewatching the Pirates movies and yeah. I immediately wanted to do the same exact thing. Right. So I might be I might be rewatching those here. Go for it. You will too. you yeah. will not
0: be uh, disappointed.
1: Cuz I do I like you I loved The Black Pearl. Still yeah. do. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it but yeah, there's such a good classic uh Disney adventure movie. Mhm and that they all are they're
0: all like adventures that's like what they are
1: and and every now and then i'm just in the mood for a good old-fashioned huge blockbuster adventure movie like that Mm -hmm. Um, exactly yeah and and curse of the black pearl is so so good yeah jeffrey rush in it too as barbosa dude
0: yes um he's in the third one um they bring him is he back. not in the
1: second one then he comes in at like the very end yeah yeah one, like it? to show
0: that they're bringing him back
1: yeah it's like a little cliffhanger yeah exactly yeah. but yeah that
0: mm-hmm. guy as barbosa like this that's what i'm talking about when i'm saying like these pirate <laughs> actors are so good like that guy was born yeah to be a pirate
1: yeah yeah I've seen him in other stuff, and he's he seems completely different. Yeah, <laughs> completely I'm sure different. he is. It doesn't even seem like the same person. You can't act like
0: that in every movie. Just this. No. Yeah. <laughs> but like in Black Curse of the Black Pearl, is he's like just giving orders to his crew. It's just like it's just like gold.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, and everyone talks the way they, the way they talk is so mm-hmm. good too. Just exactly what you expect pirates to talk like yeah. based on lore and yeah. whatever. Um yeah and I will, then I I would say that Jack Sparrow may be Johnny Depp's most iconic role. Oh, for it might sure, be what he's sure. remembered for most. Yeah,
0: for sure. It's it's dies. so fun. It's so fun. Mhm. I will say At World's End is a weird one. And not I don't as think good I've as, seen that and not as good as the final one of the trilogy. This mm-hmm. one, like you know, with the original people. Yeah. And it's not as good as the others, but I will not. I will say that it is worth watching.
1: Mm-hmm. It's okay. very
0: long. It's like almost three hours.
1: Sheesh. Yeah. It's very... I remember when these came out, that was a big thing. Is that how? just how long they were?
0: Yeah, and it's very odd.
1: <laughs> is that the one with Penelope Cruz, too, or is that the one after? That may be I the, think that's one the one after. after. I don't recall
0: yeah. Penelope Cruz being in these.
1: Mm-hmm i do there's only I remember one seeing... woman
0: always it's always kira knightley yeah <laughs> she's the only one in every woman the in beauty. every movie like in every yeah. room in every movie
1: yeah in the beginning yeah, in the first one it's all these guys with white wigs yeah and then there's kira knightley and yeah
0: yeah but she is phenomenal in these like she she mm-hmm. they give her like more action like stuff as the movies go on and she and you just kind of like except that now that she's just this giant badass that fights with Will Turner everywhere.
1: Will Turner. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Will Turner.
1: A bootstrap bill. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, check it out. Pirates nice. of the Caribbean Trilogy.
1: Yeah, I know. That got me amped to, uh, to go back and revisit Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, make That's use exciting. of that
0: Disney Plus subscription that we all have. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah. It's probably I've the been, only
0: the biggest thing on there worth watching.
1: I've just been using it to watch Double Teamed and The Simpsons recently. So yeah. <laughs> I've literally Gotta used explore it to more watch double teamed. <laughs> yeah. Uh nice. Alright, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, with that I will also talk about a rewatch that I had, um a movie that I know you love too, uh, and that's Goodfellas
0: yeah good movie
1: yeah it is a good movie (laughs) Rewatched goodfellas uh it was the first viewing of goodfellas for carly so it was a big moment for me
0: showing carly the imdb 250 (laughs) yeah so carly there's this movie fight club and the (laughs) goodfellas (laughs) exactly there's one woman in both movies (laughs) and she gets (laughs) defiled in it
1: (laughs) yeah isn't that great yeah well yeah that's what we've done the past couple months (laughs) fight club and goodfellas but it's it's all like the movies that i first saw when i was like a teenager and yeah yeah (laughs) movies yeah Yeah. and goodfellas is yeah the uh the peak of that for sure it's it's so funny because i i was like since i've seen goodfellas a bunch of times we just had it on and i would be like doing dishes while it was on but then there would be you know we jump to a new scene of like oh wait no i gotta come back and watch this like i was i was trying to do a little bit of like dishes or just like tidy up a little bit since i'd seen it so many times but i just kept having to sit down and watch it yeah i I know i just stopped everything i was doing when we get to the funny how scene yeah joe Joe pesci is going i amuse you you think i just love that scene uh and when they go to tommy's mom's house And she shows her painting and sit
0: down with Scorsese's mom. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, it's just it's one of those movies that I just feel like on top of the world after I watch it, just because it's uh, so much fun. Just been one of my favorites for so long, and yeah, it's. uh, I know Carly thought it would be a little more like it. Definitely is really violent, obviously, but it doesn't feel like a. I don't know in a way it almost feels like a fun blockbuster adventure movie too like there's a fun and comedic tone to Goodfellas throughout that keeps it a little bit light even though you have Joe Pesci and Robert De you Niro know, beating the, the mm-hmm. living hell out of this guy there's still like a fun tone throughout it mm-hmm. um, just starting with Ray Liotta going for as long as I can remember I wanted to be a gangster or whatever you know Um, so yeah we had to rewatch Goodfellas and uh, I'd, I'd say it still holds up <laughs> still holds up <laughs> you
0: heard it here first yeah. good fellas is pretty good gu- pretty damn good
1: it's pretty good fella yeah um yeah i have not much else to say about about good <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right then what's well, next um near near dark
1: let's go with near dark Yes, let's yeah. talk about some vampires.
0: What's funny is the other uh, one we picked, that Tony Scott one, is, a, I believe, a vampire movie, too, that we're going to talk about yeah. next week.
1: It is, and I didn't realize that until I would actually started um, started the movie, and I was like, Whoa, oh, it's what's about What's it called Cries
0: and Whispers? Is that it?
1: The uh, The Hunger.
0: Oh, The Hunger. I'm thinking of an Ingmar Bergman movie for some Klein's.
1: <laughs> it was Klein's. <laughs> <laughs> the Klein's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Near Dark, Catherine Bigelow film from the 80s, uh, feels very 80s. Feels very 80s. This.
0: It's got a tangerine dream, yeah. uh, score. Exactly what I was going to bring up. Which is like up. the yeah. first thing I, uh, like I took away from this as the opening credits rolled in and I yeah. got those 80s vibes and I was like, oh hell yeah, tangerine I dream. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it kind of just feels, uh. <laughs> it felt like a little carpentry just to uh begin which i uh yeah. which i liked and uh overall yeah liked i like this movie a lot um i like any vampire movie i haven't seen a lot of vampire movies but whenever like there's a vampire movie that's trying to do like kind of a modern version of like vampires living amongst society um, I yeah. think I've only, I don't think I've seen that many of those. I I'm acting like I've seen so many of, but I'm <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure I've only seen one other one, but I, you, the I, ones you
1: have seen you like. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And near dark was, uh, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Um, and I really liked, especially Bill Paxton in this movie. Yeah. He was awesome. Like kind of in a way made the movie for me, uh, like that's the scene in the the bar scene, which is probably the that is intense. it's it's the best yeah. scene in the film, I think. Mm-hmm. And when Bill Paxton is just like running up on the bar with blood dripping down his mouth, I was like, "This is fucking awesome."
1: Yeah, yeah. Bill Paxton goes crazy in this. This is like great eighties Bill Paxton too. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I grew up, like, I had seen Bill Paxton in movies, but he was always just a normal guy, like, very serious. It Like, Twister or Apollo 13. Yeah, Titanic. Yeah, but then in the 80s, he has these roles in Near Dark and Aliens where he's just this crazy, crazy guy, and he's so awesome. Yeah, for me, it was uh, one of those things where,
0: like, I knew I, I like started to recognize Bill Paxton because of all these crazy roles, and then I like went back to something like Titanic, where he's <laughs> not in a crazy role. I mean, maybe you can say he is, depending on how you look at it. Um, but. Yeah you know where he's in a very typical like role and he's going like for 5 years i was obsessed with titanic you know and like <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean and, and like i go back i'm like that's bill paxton
1: yeah right yeah, the he's a transition completely different is person. insane yeah but
0: i thought he was um i thought he was made for something like this um i love mm-hmm. him in aliens but i i almost i there's a chance I might like him more in this I don't know I've only seen it once so I I can't really say but I really like close call really yeah. liked him in this
1: yeah me too I do also there's definitely a couple more at least one or two more vampire movies like in society that I feel like I've seen but uh, I yeah I think it's a cool um, interesting way to take like a very historic and classic yeah, creature or villain or like from a, like tales hundreds of years ago. And... Yeah, and they're they're all from like the 1400s or something.
0: Yeah, and I like the idea of just mm-hmm. them as outlaws, like they're mm-hmm. their own outlaw thing, and they're like criminals you see on the street, except they're vampires. And yeah, I yeah. like that. I I, th- I thought the ending um, was a little. I it was something I did not expect and it was not where I expected it to go and I'm not I'm not 100% if I like like it or not but how it ends up being that he's treated with blood and his dad's like is his dad's like carpentry room um yeah. the main character's kind of like he he kind of goes goes on like a blood gets you know fed blood like in a like through one of those hospital Things, like an IV, like an IV. Yeah, yeah, yes, and then he brings Susan Sarandon in there at the end of the movie, um, <laughs> and then she gets the IV, and then he's like, "Don't worry, babe, it's just the sun. <laughs> You'll get used <laughs> to it." I, 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 I felt like that went, that didn't go with, uh, like everything I liked up to that point in the film, which was mm-hmm. like him, him, like being initiated into this, uh, world. I kind of just, I I kind of wish it just concluded with him just, you know, fully embracing the dark, basically.
1: Yeah, it did feel kind of easy, I guess. In the end, his dad knew exactly what to do, like (laughs) transfuse this blood to bring him back. Don't worry, I've done this before. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) My god, another one of these.
0: For a night.
1: (laughs) growing up we did this every night sometimes yeah.
0: you just go out get drunk and you meet a girl and she's a vampire
1: yeah yeah and i also wasn't completely sold on i mean obviously it makes sense when you get to the end of the movie but i almost thought that his love interest this girl vampire was only in it to feed on him like she didn't actually hmm. love him and then obviously as it goes on you see oh, okay so she was actually <laughs> into him but yeah. I was I was thinking, you know, yeah, initially the opening in the scene
0: makes it like one of those clear things where he's like uh, her prey, essentially. Yeah. yeah. But then she's like she's like flat out in love with this guy. later. Yeah.
1: So It definitely does like a 180 going from him um, just working on becoming a, a vampire and coping with that. Yeah. And then it turns into him going back to being yeah like when Newman his uh, sister his shows
0: up so. uh, in the hotel room you're like whoa his sister <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: which i yeah. think is what the movie is like going for you're like whoa his family what now <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. you can't kill them and all that stuff yeah what do you do what yeah. a predicament yeah i liked that one uh i don't know the child actor who played vampire <laughs> yeah that dude. I was couldn't like, tell
1: if that was a a boy or a girl at first. That
0: dude. I'm gonna say dude right now.
1: <laughs> it was. It was a. It was a dude. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was really good because he. Yeah. I think he was supposed to be like playing an adult. Exactly. You know? Yes. And I. And he was great. Really felt yeah. like an adult in a child's body.
1: It, he felt like an old timey like grandpa at times. I don't know why. Some lines he was. say. I don't say.
0: know why that's a thing.
1: Yeah. I I guess <laughs> it's know? to show that they've aged, even though their body is still like
0: yeah, Exactly. Like maybe he's like a hundred years old, like 50 like yeah. fifty years old and vampire years or something like that.
1: That's the only thing I can think of is that since he's like immortal or whatever, he can Yeah. Yeah, but then vampires also aren't immortal. I I, I think in confusing this, to it, me. No,
0: I think they are. I think they are immortal. Okay. From my from my, they... my small the small list of vampire <laughs> movies I've seen, that's what I've taken away.
1: That's what I thought too. Is there yeah. th-
0: because there is that one line from Susan Sarandon um is Susan
1: Sarandon in this movie, John? I be- I believe you because I know I saw Susan Sarandon in a movie recently, but I don't think she's in this um, movie. I got to find it.
0: Never all right, scratch that. There, there is no Susan Sarandon. Oh, you Sarandon. Know,
1: Susan Sarandon's in the other vampire movie we we're gonna do. Okay, um, okay. I've said, that, yeah, I've yeah, said yeah. that
0: this girl is Susan Sarandon twice now. Who is it then? I think it's Jenny Wright. Oh yeah. No okay, so everyone, Susan Sarandon, keeping score is at home. not in Near Dark. <laughs> She's in the Tony classic Scott vampire movie that we're watching <laughs> next week. So yes. Susan Sarandon got into my head. So I thought Susan Sarandon was the girl in this movie when I was watching it.
1: Yeah. We also talked about her last time because she was in the Jesus roles, which I just remembered. Yeah. She's oh, yeah. Defiled and I've been, um
0: yeah. yeah. I've been thinking of, I've been thinking about that like all week. <laughs> Sarandon on the mind. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, there's a line from Jenny Wright in this film where she says, um, he's like, what do we do? <laughs> you know, he's like, what do we do at night? You know, she's like, whatever we want for all of eternity.
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think
0: that's why, like, it means like they're immortal yeah. and stuff. And then that one dude, the head vampire at one point goes like, he's like, he's like, I fought in the war. And he's like, who'd you fight for? And he's like, the South. He's like, the south, he's yeah. like do you mean the <laughs> South? What do you mean? The South? He's like, we lost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and then they all go like, they all like laugh. Yeah, yeah, all, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked Near Dark though. It was a good old-fashioned 80s um, sort of horror comedy yeah. adventure movie. Yeah, kind
0: of really gr- gritty um, and just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, what you want from an 80s horror movie.
2: Yeah,
1: And I think this is the only um non-recent bigelow movie i'd seen i think the only other ones i've seen have been like zero dark 30 the hurt locker like these military based ones which is completely different than near dark i highly recommend
0: i this is the only other bigelow i've seen besides uh the hurt locker what is this film called is this her uh, directorial debut? Or yeah, is it, so I, it's got to be. I, I know it's got to be one of the, the
1: first or one of the first. But I've also seen Point Break, but which I forgot that was uh, one of her movies. Oh yes, yes. Swayze and seen, Keanu. Yes, I love I've Point Break.
0: Seen Point Break. I have seen Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> um, I highly recommend uh, Strange Days. That was the nice. movie I was thinking of. Wouldn't it be funny if this whole time I was thinking of point break? But <laughs> um Strange Days, it's a James Cameron script and it's directed by Wow Um Catherine Bigelow and it's uh, it's really awesome. It's like better than you would better than you would expect, I I would say.
1: Okay, that's heading to my list.
0: Um so, yeah, yeah, now that I
1: think about it, I really love the uh both the non- modern bigelows <laughs> that i've seen military ones yeah, non-military non, i guess you'd call them yeah
0: the non the 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 ones that aren't the war on terror
1: yeah which is it's a weird dynamic between these these movies like near dark and point break and then the hurt locker and zero dark 30 yeah exactly those are definitely more oscar yeah they uh, seem more movies. like uh
0: roland emmerich movies <laughs>
1: yeah yeah but cool, yeah. Near Dark, that was a good one. Criterion Channel. And now I'm adding Strange Days to my Bigelow list. The Bigelow Ooh. list.
0: <laughs> um, Alright, my next film is a, uh, a... I watched another 2020 movie this week uh, in right. quarantine. Um, and I will say... I've only seen three movies in 2020, but this is the best movie of the year so far <laughs> for me. Um, and I've only seen three movies this decade so far, but. Wow. It is the best movie of the decade as best far as I'm concerned decade. right now. I can't yep. wait to hear what I've it is. I've only seen three, <laughs> <laughs> but it is uh, The Way Back with Ben Affleck.
1: All right. They're best, playing basketball.
0: The best movie of the decade. Yeah, we are <laughs> playing basketball.
1: You heard it here first. The best movie of the decade is The Way Back. Ben uh, Affleck uh, back, to, um, movie.
0: back to our Back uh, to our basketball theme
1: yes hearkening back
0: and I will say um, all jokes aside um, that we we have talked about basketball movies a bit here and I feel like everyone I like even like the best ones whenever I watch them I kind of just make fun of them the whole time (laughs) like all like even like like when I watch Coach Carter um, Mm. when I watch Glory Road like I usually like come up like with just in jokes about every movie mm. um and they're they're, they're very um meme worthy in their own way um yeah and i think that something like that is to be expected of the way back but i will say that i did not uh i did not find that it that much in the way back like there wasn't a lot to really um make fun of just because i thought it was a solid overall story and um per it's a really good performance. Um, Ben Affleck almost goes a, a semi, uh, Casey Affleck route, like from Manchester (laughs) by the sea, where he's just a clearly broken person. Who's been like suffering from a recent, like, you know, some tragedies in his life. And Mm -hmm. he just always seems, uh, sad, a little sad and broken. And you're just kind of always watching Ben Affleck drinking too much. And, um, and it, he's just really good in it, and um, he he coaches this uh, team, and he's he does a he pulls it off. He, he's like he yells at the team in the huddle while they're getting killed. He's like he's like has some has some fucking have some fucking self respect. We're getting <laughs> killed, and I just kind of I was like this kind of rules, you know, like um, I like like it feels it like it's like a movie about a character who is searching for redemption. And I feel also like uh, Ben Affleck is in this movie searching for redemption in his career. Cause he's gotten yeah. real off track um, since he won like an Oscar for that one uh, Argo movie. Yeah. I wasn't going to mm-hmm. remember that name. <laughs> 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 I, I, I forgot about that movie till now, but um I like. I I feel like Ben Affleck is maybe the easiest actor in Hollywood to make fun of. Um, Yeah. But I always like. I've always found him. I've always kind of liked him in a way, even in his like bad movies. And I think in um, but I've also made fun of him a lot. I'm sure. Um, but in this in this movie, I've I just yeah I thought he was really good. There wasn't really. I could you know. I feel like a lot of people were like, oh, I can't wait for that because. It's like, you know, I can't wait to make fun of it. Ben Affleck is a basketball <laughs> coach, but I thought I thought it was really solid, and um, I, t- I was able to take it very seriously, and um, mm. just a very uh, very good movie. Cool. Best of the decade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear, because I feel like from the trailer, it, it does seem like it could be really bad, and you could make fun of Ben Affleck a lot, but uh, it's cool to see that it's more of a story about his character dealing with uh your personal issues i guess that it seems very personal to ben affleck too yeah and i, I can't always get into like some of the more sappy um sports movies because uh, yeah you can just make fun of them a lot but yeah yeah that's cool to hear
0: yeah there's like not there's like not a lot of corny things i would say um in this movie there's like There's a small amount of corny things to where you can like really get on board with Um, The relationships with the coach and the players and stuff like there is, of course, like this one moment where they're counting down like the 10 seconds for the game winning shot. And it's like slow motion. It's (laughs) like, oh, they won like that sort of thing. But, Uh you know, I feel like that's very expected, you know, it's a a sports movie. Like, what do you want? (laughs) What do you want them to do? Not have like edge of your seat game winners. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, they finished fourth place during the season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And a blowout by 10 points, yeah. Cool. The Way Back. All right. I feel like that's uh, gotten pretty good reviews, too. Has it? From what I've seen. Better than expected, at least. Mm. Um, Cool. I I will go with a... uh, technically a 2020 movie than two that i saw recently all right um it's one that did the festival circuit in 2019 and then the wide release set for Ah, 2020 kind of like
0: uh jesus rolls
1: exactly yep yeah uh and this one i liked i liked a little bit more than the jesus (laughs) rolls but it's called uh extraordinary and oh yeah I i saw
0: that you watched this
1: yeah i hadn't heard of this at all but uh as anyone who listens to this knows I'm a big fan of Alamo Draft House. Um and uh-huh. I am like I get like their newsletters and everything too and Isn't a Will Forte?
0: Been... Will Forte in this? Yes. It's yeah. an
1: Irish movie where everyone in it is these random Irish actors that I've never heard of. Uh, and then Will Forte is in it too. Um, but which was the main reason that I wanted to watch it was because of Will yeah. Forte. But Alamo's doing this thing where they're on like tuesdays and wednesdays they're doing streaming Uh, they're streaming movies that um are either old like b horror movies or Mm -hmm. movies that have come out recently that haven't been able to be screened at the theater Mm. since they've been closed um so you can you can pay for a ticket and it helps alamo and then it also helps like the filmmakers because these aren't like huge Hollywood blockbusters. Right. Um, but yeah, Extraordinary was a horror comedy. Um, I'm not sure who who directed it. I really didn't know anyone in this movie besides uh, Will Forte. But it's basically uh, about this. There's three different, I guess, storylines that are all interconnected. And it's this girl who is a driving instructor who also has the ability to communicate with the dead and then there's this man who his wife died um his daughter and his wife sort of comedically interacts with them like he haunts their she haunts their house but she does things like the dog is puking and so she tells him like the dog has like a tapeworm or something like that like she writes that out in their toast mm. like it's like funny little things like that and um and then also, Will Forte is an American musician who couldn't couldn't get famous in the US, so he moved to Ireland and had is like a one-hit wonder musician, and he's like fallen on hard times. He still lives in like this huge mansion, but in order to um, become more popular, stay relevant, and to have like a hit song, he becomes a Satanist, and oh. yeah, essentially sells his soul to the devil. Um but to do this they need like the, a virgin's blood or something like that they need to wow. sacrifice a virgin so that, that's how they, they become interconnected with the man and his daughter who he lost his wife because they want to get the daughter because she's a virgin and then the dad hires the the woman who's the driving instructor to help them communicate with his wife to sort of exercise his wife from them so that they can finally be at peace, and their wife won't haunt their house anymore. Wow! Um, and if you're confused by all this, it's uh, it's because I was also confused by all this. <laughs> it, it, I thought it was a charming, like horror comedy movie, but it was also very confusing because yeah, it wasn't it's, really uh, focused. Quite a
0: rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, it was like these. I see Will Forte as like the villain trying to get the daughter to like sacrifice him. Uh, and that's like one storyline, which is which is good. And or the the father dealing with, you know, the grief of losing his wife and, you know, dealing with being a single father, also grieving his dead wife and his wife's like haunting their house. Uh, and then this other woman who has virtually nothing going for her. She's trying to put stuff um, having to do with ghosts in the past because she accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> she accidentally killed her father when he was um like helping her exercise demons and he got hit by a truck when he was exorcising or he was taking the possession of a dog yeah it's it's very like confusing so cuz there's so much <laughs> exactly i was lost there's, a while back ago which is my point is this movie had the potential i think to be something funny and um and really go somewhere but it was just so unfocused that it got so into
0: uh into them into creating a mystery,
1: yeah, and I couldn't keep up with it, and it really at times it really tried to go like the heartfelt route, and then at other times it was very slapstick, almost like um like out of scary movie mm. and um but with all with all of that, I do think it was charming enough um to be enjoyable, I wouldn't say it's one that if it does have like an actual theatrical run that I would recommend going to but you can check it out if it's ever streaming somewhere um but Will Forte he's he always makes me laugh he's just a funny person and he does I, um, funny I I saw
0: mcgruber this year for the first time <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, I think is hilarious too. Yeah, it's um because of him. It's
0: like Hot Rod, it's like one of the funniest things yeah. and just so stupid and wonderful um mm-hmm. and I, yeah and will that's what like he's i understand like why you'd watch something like this because after seeing something like mcgruber i'm like oh yeah will forte's on the radar you know now because like i think mm-hmm. before i saw mcgruber i was more um will forte for me was more of a like oh yeah he's that guy who's always in snl standing next to like you know, Hader, Armisen, or one of those yeah. guys. And, you know, he's never, like, doing as much as those guys. But um, when you see something like MacGruber, where he gets his whole, like, he gets the whole runtime to do his whole style of comedy, you're yeah. just like, yes, Will Forte. And then Smart, he's so great, too. And, I mean, there's more that I'm forgetting. But, yeah, Will Forte yeah. is um, enough of a reason to watch a a random film with a convoluted plot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was like, it was still likable enough because, uh, it was a little charming and heartfelt. Um, there was some just moments where it was supposed to, it was trying to be outrageously slapstick funny. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was weird and yeah. uncomfortable. Uh, and almost like scary movie, how they just go way too far. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, with a joke that it's just not funny anymore um but it was still yeah still likable and the only thing i would say is that they they should have used will forte a lot more um because his character was funny but every time they you know displayed something with him or he was involved uh you know there would be a uh, 20 minute stretch where he wasn't even in it and i feel like the main reason he's in this movie with all these random irish actors is so that they could potentially sell the film to you know an american studio to get a a bigger release in the u.s um but overall still a fun horror comedy movie um extraordinary
0: so how many right. do we have Uh how many do you have left i have two uh
1: i have one more um one more individual one and then art. i have, w- one, all right. I have one
0: rewatch that you um I have one rewatch, so yeah, I can just do that, and then you. It doesn't really matter if it's not even, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So, what should we do? Should we just get into what I gotta I gotta say? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. What do you gotta say? What do you got? (laughs) Can I just say (laughs) what I want to say already? Get on your soapbox. My rewatch, was something that you rewatched recently. I mean, you just you watched recently, um. Mm -hmm. It is so. I think it's worth bringing up for that, and because it's amazing. I rewatched on the waterfront.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah,
0: uh, I I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just because I I wanted to rewatch it myself, or just because you reminded me of it. But uh, yeah, I mm-hmm. had to had to watch it again with all the. Thi- it's hard sometimes to just like for me to uh, to slow down and with watching new stuff always and trying to increase how many things i've seen and just yeah. like yeah you know, especially using the criterion channel where i haven't seen most of the things and i'm just like i want to see all of this you know and all this stuff is leaving and you mm-hmm. know there's all this and this and this it's hard for me to be like all right just relax i just want to re-watch this movie that i've seen and you know, chill out and, you know, you know, get, get, get something more from it. And uh yeah, like doing it for a film like this on the waterfront is just so damn worth it. Um Because mm-hmm. on, on the waterfront is just such an amazing film. Um, yeah. I've only seen it once before this. So like rewatch on rewatch, I was like, I was, I was like, it kind of like hit me like maybe 30 seconds in, I'm like, oh, you just like chose to watch one of the best movies <laughs> like ever <laughs> made. Like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> Here we go. Like, it just like hit me. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like one of the best movies. Yeah, totally. There's a
1: reason it's a classic. Yeah. And um, most people and, have at least heard of it. Yeah.
0: And uh, I mean, I won't say much more than that, other than that, this is really one of the finest films ever made. But I will say um, that. Uh, I have been on a, a bit of a classic, like pre 1960s film, just run lately. Like I haven't been able, uh, to get enough of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, this inspires, uh, this inspires me to watch more and, uh, possibly, uh, will inspire a future, uh a future few episodes that I kinda wanna run by you. Uh
1: I like what you're what you're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> I like where you're <laughs> I know going where you're this. headed and I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Because I, I feel yeah, I just feel like we're I feel like we're getting there and that maybe uh there's a good I have a good idea for a finale uh for twenty uh twenty twenty. Um Oh sweet. Um especially with um movie theaters uh being the the 2020 movies uh being very uncertain on what like this year in movies is going to be like
1: be very weird
0: yes and uh Mm. so instead of thinking about uh how depressing that sounds like uh uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll do something uh different that we'll get very into so um
1: yeah how's that for a teaser yeah exactly
0: yeah. that is a good <laughs> transition though um actually should do you want to say your last film then
1: oh yeah yeah I'll, I'll say my last film um because i know this is one that is also like on the waterfront it's a, a movie that you really love uh and it's twin peaks Firewalk oh, shit! with me
0: yeah
1: which I completely I forgot you watched loved. it
0: but like I knew this yeah. this whole week I was like I was like oh yeah I can't wait to talk about that on the <laughs> th- podcast and like I you know like and I while we were talking I completely forgot you watched that.
1: Yeah, I knew you would definitely want to talk about it. Um but my <laughs> first uh just first reactions for my first viewing is I I loved it and it took all of my favorite elements of twin peaks the show Mm -hmm. the first two seasons at least and uh made like the perfect film version of that for me yeah all the the amounts of of weird twin Mm peaksness david lynchiness in there that i wanted while also um having the same amount of like horror tinges in there too it's obviously it's obviously very scary but also has these weird quirky and uh funny tones too and uh this i also thought the story was very digestible as opposed to some moments in twin peaks uh you know especially after the, um, twist. the killer is the yeah the, the killer is revealed it gets a little messy and i'm not sure what to make exactly of is going on yeah. i i've kind of passively watched the end of the second season same same yeah but uh yeah this took all of the elements that i love about twin peaks into one solid uh you know two-hour movie uh yeah and i really loved it
0: yeah it, it it's one it really uh it really just kind of dives into um the reveal of the killer and like why I, uh, why, um, why David Lynch has felt that, um, the person who killed, uh, Sarah Palmer is, like, the scariest way she could have been killed, in a way, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, because I, I don't think it's, like, I think, like, who killed Sarah Palmer it can easily... Or,
1: uh, wait is it sarah or uh laura laura, right? laura laura palmer yeah laura i
0: think there's a is there a sarah palmer in the show i don't know uh, that might be the mom Maybe it's the mom um uh, but yeah good 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 save there john um but <laughs> you could have uh, sounded like a fool we'll yeah, cut that part out laura palmer uh i think like yeah, who sarah's the laura mom palmer is like yeah. not about like the most surprising like you know, way and like what's what's the biggest shock and twist? I think it it was about like, what who, what was the scariest version of who killed her? You know, why is it so yeah. scary? And and uh Firewalk with Me dives into it um, in a really uh, insane way, um, and also manages to uh, kind of explore like. All that like red room stuff that is done towards the end of the second season, of, the second season of Twin Peaks, um, uh, which you'll find is very important once you start uh, the return, um, mm-hmm. and it's also David Lynch's clear um, his clear response uh to his show. Um, being taken away from him yeah um and almost his like middle finger to the television format and being like all right finally i can do whatever i want with this you know mm-hmm. um because i do think i think the show's very scary at times but i think this movie takes the horror element of it to a whole another level i think this film is uh oh totally dripping with uh dripping with horror i think it's one of uh um the scariest movies uh for sure and i i feel like i say that a lot because you usually uh watch the scariest movies (laughs) (laughs) whenever you're talking about a horror movie but i do truly like if we're gonna compare say like the shining and um like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh like Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby, I think uh Twin Peaks is right up there with those and possibly in its own unique way though, it is like mm-hmm. the scariest thing that's ever been on screen. Yeah. Um, I've but...
1: also I also watched The Exorcist recently and I think this was even scarier yeah. than the exorcist yeah because
0: it, it yeah because the exorcist you almost have to wait the whole time but this from the beginning yeah.
1: especially
0: since you've seen the show um and going into it you know what it's going to explore uh mm-hmm. ooh, yeah <laughs> it's yeah. terrifying shit um and i will tell you that uh the show the return uh is uh just as scary and gets a lot more scary
1: <laughs> dang <laughs> so all right got that
0: you got that coming yeah up. uh
1: i've got to find a way to get showtime there's got to be like a free trial and i'll just try to binge it all for for me Firewalk
0: like with me and um and the return are uh like that's like the best lynch stuff for me sweet um nice. Some people are really like, oh no, the the return is like, you know, the best. But I, I, I it's hard for me to put anything above Firewalk with me because I do think it's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the return is the return is very phenomenal. It's like one of the best things of the past decade.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I thought. Uh... I mean I just really loved Twin Peaks and it was all just the atmosphere of it too and all the sounds. Yeah yeah yeah. Every scene sort of had these weird sounds like the like the
0: na 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 na, 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 na. <laughs> you know. Yeah the and the,
1: when they go in the club and it's like very loud oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you just hear that one like song like, yeah. yeah going in the background that is so
0: and, and when she's like dancing captivating. and w- yeah. dancing wasted yeah the the down yes. bow bow bow. <laughs> bow yeah that's it i know this because i've listened to the yeah. uh the firewalk with me uh soundtrack a lot soundtrack. um yeah
1: that is so bow, cool
0: bow, yeah. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah it's it works so well. Um Yeah. And I and I think like the opening it just has like it just kind of like fades in on like the picture of Laura Palmer and then it's just like that jazzy like dark jazzy music by uh Angelo Bandalamenti Bande- or whatever his uh name mm-hmm. is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. Great soundtrack. Um Yeah. And the music in The Return, uh I will say gets better wow it does it gets better it gets better
1: <laughs> i've got to see the return it gets better right away like, yeah. there
0: is um at the end of like almost every episode there are like these live musical performances um which are just so good yeah
1: mm-hmm. dang yeah. sweet yeah that's that's firewalk with me now i can't wait to watch the return showtime all right well do you have another one or should we get into i
0: could say one more real quickly before crossover. we should end because we should end this together you know <laughs> let's
1: do it together we've come all this way right yeah what a
0: waste that would be what a shame it would be <laughs> yeah jerry j- it's covid 19 anyways
1: yeah let's we need to do this separate to get but together
0: all right so my last Movie is one uh, that I highly recommend because I think you would personally really like it. Um, it's a another movie from the seventies. Seventies
1: uh, movie, yeah, baby.
0: It's <laughs> called w It's a What's Up, Doc? It's a Peter Bogdanovich movie um, with Barbara Streisand. Um, and uh, just let me find the main actor's name. His Ryan is yeah it's ryan o'neill <laughs> and it is um this movie is very much inspired by uh screwball comedies that we all have seen and love if you are <laughs> if you are like us <laughs> in any way <laughs> and if you're normal then yeah you probably haven't seen screwball comedies but if you're weird like me and john then you know exactly what we're talking about like His girl Friday and bringing up baby and all that shit and um,
1: watch it before you throw those accusations out there. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a weirdo.
0: (laughs) I'm cool. Um, (laughs) So what's up, Doc? Takes a lot of inspiration from just like Howard Hawks, um, you know, slapstick, and Mm -hmm. it's really just it's you know it's just exactly like it in where it's very fast pace it's only an hour and 30 minutes the dialogue moves really quickly um and there is not a dialogue scene that isn't leading to a joke um and it's just there's not a scene that isn't meant to be funny and it's just and it's just very funny throughout um and it also uh it takes place in your uh current home of the Bay Area, John, and oh. takes place in downtown San Francisco, and there is a very long uh chase scene through the San Francisco streets, where there are a lot of. Nice. There are, they use a lot of the landmarks of San Francisco, like that that one road that like curves back and forth. What is that? Oh,
1: Lombard Street. Yeah,
0: that they they kind of yep. like chase. They kind of run away from these criminals down that. So they're all just kind of like <laughs> turning. Um, and what's funny about the chase scene, besides that, I think um, I read on Criterion that it is one of the longest chase scenes ever. Um, wow. I mean, I'm sure how... it's not as long as the one in Mad Max Fury Road, but it's, <laughs> I will movie, say yeah. it's pre- for a single chase scene, it's pretty damn long, especially when it's for humor. Um, and it, what's, re- what's especially funny about it is, um, just that they're always like, they're always go- They're always going downhill. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it always feels like they're just, they're like out of control downhill on this bike going away from these cars. So it uses the, like the structure of, uh, and the way that the city of San Francisco is built, um, just to create this hilariously long, um, chase scene. um, so yeah i i I highly recommend uh what's up doc
1: is that on criterion Criterion cool yeah i want to check that one out
0: super easy watch it almost went by too fast
1: nice yeah i'm excited to watch that one i've seen i've seen stuff about that or just posters or shots of it and it looks just looks fun so uh yeah and i'm excited to check out more peter Bogdanovich. so nice uh well with that should we get into the final movie for yes. this week all right so we both watched um for the first time first time right yeah yeah uh mr smith goes to washington the jimmy stewart frank capra claude Rains movie yeah and man this is a classic <laughs> movie <laughs> Now when I think of like classic performances or just classic movies in general this is uh yeah I think one that's definitely one easily, of them. yeah yeah one of the one of the biggest uh and it's uh just a great performance from Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Being as Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart is. Jimmy
0: Stewart is always um uh he's just always fighting for humanity humanity just acting acting <laughs> his ass off for the for the greatest amount of humanity he can find um mm-hmm. a, a, which we've seen you know we've seen a lot um but in this in this that is all he's doing because he's a senator um yeah uh and yeah he just i was like watching this and i'm thinking like damn this guy is so good and i'm just like wondering like I mean like what else you know like what what else has he done if you know like that's as good as this and then i'm like oh yeah he's been in like vertigo and shit <laughs> vertigo it's a wonderful life he's in fucking vertigo (laughs) (laughs) he's unreal in vertigo like he's in like it's unreal how much effort this man puts into every performance and you watch something like mr smith goes to washington he makes you like forget all those other great performances that he's done because he 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 just like has so much um likability and it's always like you're watching him uh Uh, For the first time in a way. And uh, he's just so good at standing up for like the common man. uh, Always.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was just a great performance by him. Which it obviously um, relied on him. And I also wanted to mention. One of my favorite classic movie actors is Claude Rains. Who who does he play in this? Um, He's Joseph Payne. He's like his dad's best friend. The the guy who ends, Um, he
0: who like brings him on, but then he ends up being
1: like correct, just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really love Claude Rains too, and uh, um, yeah. I thought he was also great in this, and didn't. uh, He's sort of unrecognizable from some of his other um, roles during this time, but yeah. Mister Smith goes to Washington. Uh, It it was really um still relevant today too it's funny to see like these old white guy politicians arguing the same way they do now yeah um that it kind of makes you realize that more
0: self-awareness also yeah
1: yeah it kind of makes you realize that things have kind of always been this way um just slightly different uh but yeah it was uh really good really good uplifting drama in the end um but also um yeah i don't know just just one of those classic hollywood movies that yeah uh you can see why it stands the the test of time a little bit
0: yeah i've been trying to dive into capra more um and there are more capras on criterion but like one thing capra does really well is like he he makes these movies that are kind of like anti-establishment but yet he makes them so um kind of like down to earth and accessible and like like, like that something that you can like watch with the whole family and yeah. children like with children and stuff like they're not like they're very like they they always kind of portray like a dark part of um uh like our society in a way but yet it's like not in a it's not in a dark way where it feels like very like radical or like like you know it, it, like I don't think of Capra as one of those like radical ho- classic Hollywood directors such as like Nick Ray or Kazan or something like that. He's but he's mm-hmm. like he's one where he was his films were very popular at the time. But yet, like, Mm -hmm. the message of all his films have, like, last stood the test of time in a way when, like, Hawks was, like, not discovered that he was actually really good until, like, the 70s or something like that. Um, So, yeah, I think that's what really makes uh, Capra really unique is just um, the accessibility, but yet um, they're also very prophetic movies uh, that... Uh, just stick in your head and give you kinda of hope about a uh a better a better world in a way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I had seen It's a Wonderful Life, it was uh for some reason in like sixth grade, our whole grade watched It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. It was around the holidays and yeah. they got us all together. The teachers in a room. put it on. Yeah, and at, at first, you know, everyone's like, "Uh, we got to watch an old movie. Like, I want to watch Spider-Man, you know, that that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think everyone, like, really loved the movie. Right. I definitely did. And, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those that has so many different uh, themes and a lot of messages about real-world stuff yeah. that isn't necessarily, you know, fun or that kids yeah. would be interested in. But still yeah like you said but, yeah like, like mr potter is Enjoyable.
0: like like one of like the most evil characters but yet like yeah yet he's everyone knows who he is from, from like when they're five years old and and in a way there's like mm. a charm to charm to mr potter you know yeah you're almost like happy to see him doing piece of shit things again you're like oh yeah i'm back in this in this uh because like usually when there's characters like mr potter in a movie like say uh i don't uh, i mean this is a way this is a way far left version of that but like say like uh daniel day lewis and like there will be blood or something (laughs) like that like that it's like really scary and like Mm. really terrifying and shit but um yeah capra Capra's like all gives a charm to even like the ugliest of things
1: yeah yeah and you can definitely uh get that vibe from mr smith goes to washington too. yeah there's
0: like a great back and forth always between him and the whole crowd of the senate he's like he starts like reading mm. things from the constitution they're all like ah and you're kind of they're like <laughs> damn it and you kind of like you kind of like you you're like laughing with the, with them you're like oh yeah I, yeah I yeah i kind of see where they're coming from there
1: i almost feel like you're in the room yeah. With them. yeah
0: it's yeah. good stuff very yeah, wholesome,
1: really good. Uh, yeah, and I've actually I rewatched Rear Window recently too, which is Oh no, yeah, which I saw that. One. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, that he's...
0: that too, where I was like trying to think, I'm like, isn't James Stewart always like doing this stuff? In, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah he's I in mean... all this other stuff. He's in the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, and
1: yeah, uh, which is an mm-hmm. amazing
0: film, and Rear Window, of course, is an amazing
1: film. He's in so many just iconic classic movies. That people who aren't super into movies, if they you know know anything about classics, they'll at least recognize yeah. James